Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Steve is intrigued by the paranormal. Otherworldly spirits really make a house a home, you know? Janice has different taste. I'd like my house to not be haunted. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Steve and Janice found a renovated Victorian that's only haunted from 9 to 5. Okay, wife's home. Y'all gotta bounce. Bye, Steve. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. I mean, this feels like the music we need today for the oh, we show got a great that we're show doing today. today. Holy smokes, we got a great show today. Welcome to the show. This is View from the Cheap Seats. I'm Randy Sklar. He's Jason Sklar. We're the Sklar Brothers. And uh, this show, as we started to formulate what this is, this is now the, I believe, the eighth episode that we've done. This show is a deep dive into sports. Uh, this show is unapologetic. Randy and I give a top take at the top of the show. Something's the, relevant the to the week. The thing that meant the most to us this week, we try and dive into. And then we have an interview with uh, friends of ours who go deep into the sports world. And today we've got gr- a great one. So perfect. I want to talk about the, the fight that the was. The fight that was McGregor Mayweather, the huge special spectacle that it was, and who better to talk about it than Brendan Schaub. Who was at the fight, ringside. Former MMA fighter, and he, we, we talk about his NFL career. He played in the NFL. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, made it all the way to the end. He's such a great guy, but he was ringside for the fight, and he really gives us some insights. He got into it with Nate Diaz afterwards. We're going to talk about that. He and Brian Callen, one of our favorite comedians and friends in they the They have business. an incredible podcast. The Fighter and the Kid, it is massively popular. If you don't know what it is, definitely check it out. They're you hilarious. You hang with them for like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, you get it. You get why it's such a popular podcast because not only do they dig deep into the sports world, MMA, and all that stuff, they also have this They're chemistry. Funny. Their chemistry is amazing, and Brendan's so funny. I, I love Brendan because he's making the foray into comedy, and everything that he's done, football, played in the NFL, MMA, fought on the highest level, he is now into the comedy and the podcast, went killing it in podcasting. He's just, he's a winner, and that's, I love talking and to those Callen guys. And Callan is just one of our favorite comedians. Not only do we he, do like, Brendan we, is a winner, Callan tells wants, you that he's a winner. He wants to be that's a winner. That's what's so great about no, him. Cal- Callan's great because we saw him perform Perform last night, and we're just in awe of what he did. So it's it's just wonderful to have for him on the all show. of those guys. Because I know hopefully his their fans will be coming to this show. Uh, hope you enjoy this. Again, we try and take a humorous look at the biggest story in sports. And this week for us, we'll obviously get to all the fight stuff with those guys. And then later on the show, Manny Pacquiao calls in. Yeah, and we'll talk to him. Huge. All of us together. Huge. Pack the Pac Man. Pac Man tells us what he was doing during the fight. Yeah, which might surprise you. But uh, the big story for us this week, as we are on the again the precipice of college football. Happening, happening is college football kind of changing its own culture and it at least trying to trying to and making steps in the right direction to do so and they're kind of doing it in a couple of different stories that we want to talk about number one art briles Art Browse, if you don't know who Art Browse was, was the coach of, or is, he was the coach of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Baylor had that sick rise a couple of years ago, and they were basically- Robert Griffin III. They were in the in the conversation, and, and a couple of years in a row, they sort of took that- They went to New Year's Six- The Big 12, yeah. They actually went to a bunch of those games, and he, he had a very successful team. However, what was going on at the time is he was recruiting a lot of bad dudes, guys who were, there was a ton, of, and this is a problem all across college campuses, ton of rape going on on college campuses. Forced sexual assaults by his own players, and their program turned the other cheek and actually didn't focus on it and didn't 
you mean to tell me you don't know what's going on with your program? I mean, it was so bad that Kenneth Starr even admitted that something was going wrong. So it was was the president president of Baylor Baylor University. Baylor kind of had to 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 resign. Baylor University was a university that sort of rose out of nowhere in the Big 12 and became this powerhouse, this offensive powerhouse. And Art Bryles was a big reason why. And they were winning and things were, you know, people were coming out and supporting the football team, was becoming a popular school. In Texas, it had almost overtaken the University of Texas, which kind of had a dip after Vince Young had been there. And this filled the void and you were saying to yourselves wow this this team's pretty amazing and then you realized there were some pretty shady things going on and you knew that no one randy nobody at that university was willing to speak up for the right thing and nobody was setting the example for those kids moving forward because you find out that some kid is sexually assaulting someone that kid should be gone gone from your team and probably kicked out of the university and arrested but they were turning a blind eye. They knew what was going on. They were turning a blind eye. Art Browse gets fired from Baylor, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And Ken Starr has to Didn't leave. He res- or he may have resigned. They By may the have way, even let him resign, which is even which worse. Which is even worse. He should have been. He's a disgraced ex-coach. That's the way he's described right now. And, and this is what I love because the whole Penn State thing really blew it wide open. Did Joe Paterno know that Jerry Sandusky was raping boys, using his charity as a shield to basically recruit the boys that he would then rape? And I got. I got to think he knew. I got to think on some level he may have, have known. Joe Paterno, arguably one of the, if not the greatest college football coach of all time, the winningest certainly on the field. You think he did? He know. had to have an inkling that something was up, and he turned the other way, thinking that, oh, if I don't know about it, it's not there, or if I unpack this now, it's going to be horrible. Well, you didn't unpack it now, and then several years later, more and more kids were subject. And, and were three victims. of the people who were on the basically the board of trustees for the university went to jail earlier this year because they didn't do any enough to protect these boys. Great, that's a great moment. That is a great that's moment. College to hope football f- getting it right. That's the world. So you get rid right. of Art Bryles, and he goes to he's he's a football coach. What else is he going to do? And he's a very successful one at that. What else is he going to do? Work at a battered women's shelter? Probably not. Probably not. He tried to get a job this past week in the CFL, which is the Canadian football. The Hamil- oh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, hey, Brandon's all yeah. the way up there in Canada. I don't Canada. know if Osbaldiston played for them. Maybe. I'm not. I grabbed a Molson and watched some CFL. I love that extra five yards. You know what? They hired him. They hired him and then fired him. They 24 only... hours later, they realized their mistake. And that's Canada for you. They Not Canada... afraid to make a mistake and not afraid to say, hey, we fucked up. Let... By the way, that should be, in my opinion, the theme for Canada. If, if Canada had a slogan, it's just like, hey, Canada, hey, we fucked up. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We fucked up. We know we fucked up. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's go the platform go Rob boot Ford bi- ran. Go boot your business. That's the platform Rob Ford uh, ran on and then won on. As hey, mayor I of fucked up. I smoked crack. It's I, okay. I had a few hookers. It's I told a right. woman I <laughs> she had a nice pussy. Okay. All right. Get her out. I'm in, I'm in there. We fucked up, but we're Canada. We're going to make it right. That's but you know it. what? Art Bryles had to go to the CFL because no one in college, in the college game, would take him. And kudos to, to the, the CFL for understanding. They said, we quote, we made a large and serious mistake. We want to apologize to our fans, corporate partners, and the Canadian Football League. And they could have said, and Wayne Gretzky and Brandon himself, which would have been great. It's been a difficult season. We're searching for And Paul for Henderson. 
Clearly not the answer. Look, he, we have listened as we were receiving, as we were viewing our decision making process, and we will learn. We will go in. We will thank our want to thank our fans, our partners, and the CFL for their support. Which, by the way, that is such not a sports thing to do. Most people in sports say. I have the right idea, and this is me, and I won't even think about it. I think about our discussion with Bill Burr a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We're coming in hot, both of us coming in hot. But there was a moment where I was like, I got to listen to what he's saying. We have to listen to what each other is saying. And, you know, you think about what the other side is saying, and maybe you review what you think. And to me, I think there needs to be more of that in sports. And maybe this is an example of a, 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 a flashpoint up in Hamilton. It's like Getty Lee from Rush showing us the way on how to do a lime, progress. A limelight. So anyway, so that that's, that's number me. one. Number two is the University of Florida and Michigan game. Of course, we have a huge stake in it because we're huge Michigan fans, having gone to the school and having had a relationship with Harbaugh and the university. They play Florida this weekend in... In Jer- at Jerry World in Dallas in Arlington. It's a big game for both programs. Both programs on the return. Both programs with high-profile coaches. Jim McElwain at Florida. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Both trying to reestablish themselves as the powers that they had been. Florida has won the SEC East a couple of a couple of times. In a row. Exactly. So they're a program on the rise, and he's done great things there. And a bunch of their players, including their best playmaking receiver, Callaway, and now their running back, Scarlett, uh, and their best young receiver got embroiled in a credit card credit card fraud scam where they and- stole credit cards, bought things, you stolen like campus credit cards, bought electronics and stuff mm-hmm. at that. I guess electronics, uh, transistor radios and yeah, stuff. You know, electronics oh, from Radio okay. Shack. Sure, sure. Uh, Radio and Shack then, out of business. And then they tried to take those cards and withdraw money mm-hmm. from the banks, and then the bank blew the whistle The bank on. was like, yeah, you can't do this. Oh, wait, this isn't your card. You're doing something illegal. These are players on the football team. Now, again, we have, we've long said that college football players should – get paid. So maybe small situations like this wouldn't happen. Or get a loan or something. But Some he, sort of a stipend. But, but I'm going to say this. You know, a lot of times the way around something like this is, well, Florida has a really tough game against Michigan, but maybe then they play a few cupcakes before they hit the so SEC. So let's investigate this further till after the Michigan so game. So let's let the players play this big game, and then let's find out what happens. That's and the then- way college football has done it. Jim McElwain, to his credit, suspended 10 of those players. 10 players. 10 players, including some of his best, to send a message to his team that this bullshit, it's not going to go further. And again, had Art Bryles had the balls of Jim McElwain, and back in the day, he could have saved a bunch of people from getting hurt. Yep. And he could have sent a message to his players, sent a message to the community, hey, we're not going to recruit this we, type of kid. Yeah, if you have any inkling that you're going to do anything like that, you're not the kid for the University of Florida. By the way, we get it. Winning is important. It is a business, and you make a lot of money for the university when you win, but there is a much bigger cost. Like every, this is a pattern in sports. Yeah. Barry Bonds, you want to be the greatest baseball player ever and the greatest home run hitter ever. So what are you going to do to do that? You take steroids. When Barry Bonds could have just been one of the greatest players of all time, hitting you know, 500 home runs, stealing 500 bases, hitting 3,000 Could have been hits. universally loved. Now only people who may be rooted for San Francisco are like, I find a place in my heart for Barry. I love him. The rest of us are like, like yeah, you're a cheater. You're a cheater. You're, you're a giant-headed so you, cheater. So, so, yeah, you were the best for a brief period of time. Yeah, you were the you were great, and you were in the, in the NCAA playoff, Baylor, in a big six bowl on New Year's a couple of times. But what's the cost? The cost was you, you lose who you are in Art Bryles. You should be – you should never get a job in football ever again. And you know what? There is a, there is a larger cost, and I'll end with this, Rand. We'll talk about this. The fact that college 
football is not an automatic popular thing mm-hmm. with students anymore. With with just, I mean, the big programs are always going to be pro- well. Look, Alabama's always going to fill the stadium. Ohio State's always going to fill the stadium. Michigan will fill their stadiums. Tennessee will fill their stadiums. Fine. But in the mid-range schools, you're not filling stadiums anymore necessarily automatically. Why? Because you don't have that sort of casual fan locked in anymore. Yeah, the there's people a, who love it will always come to it. The people who hate it will never take a look at it. There's a casual fan that when we went to Michigan in the early 90s that would show up to games. Why? Because it was part of the culture and it was fun. But those guys, you get enough crazy sexual assault situations. Mm-hmm. You get enough Penn State situations. You get enough things where like, hey, you know what? I'd rather I'd rather go watch this movie or let's chill and watch Netflix on a Saturday instead of waking up. Why am I wasting my time rooting for why am I wasting my time rooting for guys who aren't that who aren't that good at people? There are even there we read a story this week about an a college football analyst, forty eight years old, prime of his career, like Retired, said I Cunningham, Ed Cunningham, Ed Cunningham. I can't do this anymore because the violence is too hard to watch. There are a lot of things about college football and football in general that can turn people off. If you're college football, it behooves you to do the right thing, to rid yourself of the horrible elements, as many of them as you can, to try to retain as many people as possible. Because people are looking for reasons to leave you, and that is. Look, man, we're we're on the we're on the beginning of this college football season, and I want it to be great. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, um, and so we're. I, I just I want it to be great, but you're. Right. I'm conflicted about how much I love it because I I'm aware of the violence and the difficult parts of it, but it still is a sport that means a lot to me, and it makes me happy, Randy. We call out sports when they make mistakes. I think it's our duty also to call them out when they're doing it right. And so I hope they're on the right keep on the right path. That's what I have to say. This is the new album from Beckett's. I think it's dropping soon. So good. It's I called love it. Colors. This song is called Dear Life. We have the Squad Brothers. When we come back, Brendan Schub, ex-MMA fighter, ex-NFL player. Uh, Brian Callen was on Mad TV and Entourage and Hangovers. And he's on the Goldbergs, Goldbergs now. He's incredible. Fighter and the Kid. Then Pacquiao later. This is Viewed from the Cheap Seats. Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand, and our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week. Gourmet Plus, Keto, which I've been doing and I love, Calorie Smart Vegan Plus Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of like so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare. And all of a sudden you're having like a restaurant quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36 plus add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. Take that money that you save from from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that, upscale. Their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash Sklar60. Use the code Sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code Sklar60 
at go.factor75.com slash Sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this Factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save, and we all need that as we roll into the holidays. Yeah, I don't clap at us, though, Chino. Wow. Uh, an Asian man just clapped at us. That means we're back. That uh, means our podcast starts. Uh, we are the Sklar Brothers. Uh, actually, though, we're back from our first uh, segment. And we have our guests. reintroducing us. Yeah, hey, I just had to reintroduce us. Uh, we got great guests. Guys who have a phenomenal podcast. If you're not listening, get on board. Pause ours right now. Subscribe to the that's Fighter little, and the that's Kid. Little, that's a little much. We stop were, ours right. Stop what you're guys, listening to. Throw your phone out the no, car no, no. window. Guys, guys, that's over. No, that's over. No, we, we appreciate no, no. The this. Is what this is what we want. Great. This is aggressive. Uh, uh, high, that high-pitched, somewhat effeminate voice you're hearing right now is that of <laughs> Brian Callen. Guys, come on. Great comedian. Sick, <laughs> sick obliques. I mean, <laughs> if, if I could describe his comedy, I would yeah. say he's got great abs. Is yeah. that a good description guys, of his comedy? I hear that a lot. I appreciate that. That is a description of someone's comedy. Best body in comedy over 50. That's what I keep hearing, guys. You know who else? Says that uh, they've said that it, about it was him and Wanda, it was him and Wanda Sykes like right <laughs> next to each other. We didn't know who was going to neck wait. and neck, uh, and <laughs> that is Brian Callen. He is uh, <laughs> Brendan Shaw. The the fighter and the kid is the name of their podcast. And Brendan, you have another podcast as well. Big Brown Breakdown. Yeah, that's more. Of he sport. breaks it down. This is sports. We talk. We go deep dive into sports on this show. View from the cheap seats. So I, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to our show who are MMA fans and are. Fight, fight game fans, and we'll love your podcast. Don't limit as well. me like the kids with Down syndrome. The show I watch. Don't limit me. We're not. We're not limiting anything. Do not because you do do a great podcast with. Uh, yeah, Brian it's Callen a good entry people. point in to understand if you don't know much about the fight game and you want to hear it broken down. Like it's a good entry point. Now you're like it's your portal into that whole universe. Sure. Totally, yeah. and, so. and because you cross over into the comedy world as well, it is actually done thoughtfully and in a funny way, Thanks, which is man. what we try and well, do with B- our. B Shop has been very, very good at predicting outcomes. I will say yeah, that. he actually have he actually nur- called. How have you nurtured Shab in in the comedy in the, world? Well, Jeez. I've nurtured like him in the fight game and in, oh, in the, the fight, fight game world. As well. yeah. Wow! Well, so he's my pup. He's my pup. <laughs> well, and explain I'm, though, you because you were a fighter and you did fight. Yeah, for a lot. What was Explain how you kind of came up through that and how you through fighting. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, You're a you big know, dude. I'm a well. I'm a big guy, but the UFC was in my hometown in 1993, like mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. And so I saw it then. I was into it. My uncle would rent the VHS tapes. I ditched school, and he'd make me watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. But I was never like I wasn't a aggressive kid. I was just uh, my brother was the aggressive one. Right. He'd beat me up all the time. And then uh, was he bigger or littler? He was bigger he's at the time. He's an older brother, but he's—I mean—he's tough. Two twenty-five. Horrible. I mean, horrible attitude. Still, horrible attitude. Horrible still, temper. Still I, both. Yeah, he's the, both. He's, but he's the best. You'd love. He's him. the best. He's my favorite but people. He's a sociopath. Anyways, uh-huh. um, <laughs> nice. so I grew up just getting beat up by him all the time. And but my heroes weren't like uh, you know Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, or mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. They were Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey. Like I, my goal since I was a kid was to be on Saturday Night Live. Like that. comedy, I, I watched it every single. Yeah, day. I sure. loved it, man. Loved like it. You and many other people, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. had that dream. So um, where I come from, though, the, like there was no avenue to go down comedy or act or anything like that. I mean, when Callen was on Mad TV, his dream was to be on Saturday Night Live. Hey That's guys, Said How that. dare you? I never said that. That's ridiculous. Your voice get low, bro. Well, no, you I know, because when I get mad and you bring out the comparison, I get super, I get aggro. That's all it is, guys. Keep going. Keep going about your friend. As a, as a child, like, the way to stick out or make friends was athletics. I was yeah. a predominantly black neighborhood, so uh-huh. uh, I just happened to be 
good at catching footballs and pushing kids down. Right. I was just more so I guess that's what black people are good at. Great. This wow. Is terrible. Oh, wow. Really bad. Look this what is... he did. Wow. Look, look what just went viral. So that, so that's, that was my way of uh, like sticking out. Like yeah. being the kind of making friends was athletics. Uh, sure. Athletics is, th- this is what I love about sports and what I think people who don't watch sports don't understand. You could be a stranger in a strange environment and if a ball is dropped in there you just start playing, and if you've got games, suddenly you have earned respect of the people around you. You can connect with you the people around you. People around you. If you're forced to be a teammate of any sort, okay, like on the basketball court or throwing a football, walk around. into a pickup game, walk up to a pickup sure. basketball game, walking in the showers together. You I'm know way, way low. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, sure, sure. Pick up. I don't know. What, I don't that's, know. It's I don't a different. Get, that's a different kind of pickup oh, ball. Okay. But, I mean, oh, there's your dick. You know hey, that man, kind of thing. No, anyway. I don't think people. I don't hands on dick. Totally okay with that. Which is the name of Brian. Other podcast, uh, all, all hands, hands on, on dick. all hands on hey, dude. I'm serious, <laughs> which is fine. It's fine. Uh, and if that's where he wants to go, I totally am. I'm all for it. It's so you, cool. so you play football. Played yeah, football. Play, played football, and then I uh, went to University of Colorado. That was kind of the mm-hmm. goal. And got so, recruited to play. Yep, got recruited to play. What there. position? I was uh, I was a tight came in as a tight end. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, very cool, but we have uh, first team all Big Twelve here, so mm-hmm. why don't you try fullback? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Be oh, the yeah. Ram I'm the tallest fullback the of all time. Yeah, right. Let's try that. Yeah, uh, but I just wanted to be part of the team. Right. right. So that's how I've I had my two name. pro football players. One who played for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tell me privately that Brennan uh, would have easily been in the pros. He just it was bad luck. The bad luck about First, showing up behind that guy. Um, who was the guy? Who was the guy? Who's the my, my, one of my best friends, Joe Klaffenstein. Okay. He was a first pick in the second round. Wow. Ma- I'm just a complete freak. So they moved me to fullback, and then I, I made my name there, being like the guy. Oh, he'll run into anyone full speed. He he creates the hole. Yeah, and but then really my my knack like my leadership came on special teams. Right. So I played fullback and special teams. I was kind of stand out there. And then my dream was to go to the NFL playing from there. But I knew halfway through my senior year, I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. I right. Knew, like my family was all into it. Everyone was so excited. Yeah. I didn't get drafted. I was super brokenhearted. Then I wow. got a, uh, so a yeah, I was a free agent. Went to, do you watch Hard Knocks? Do you ever I watch Hard Knocks. Knocks. Do you watch Hard Knocks? I've watched a, a lot of that. So a lot of that's for story. A lot of that's narrative. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. Pull- it's, it's rough like that. Yeah. But like, so I'll know a few guys on the team like Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy uh, Brian Leonard was on there. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he was easily on the team. But they're like, we don't know. Yeah. Does he make yeah, it? Yeah, and he's yeah. a stud. Yeah, like, yeah. there's not a chance. There's no way he's not it. making. Yeah, and they're like, here we go. Yeah, they like, have. Everyone's to build chewing attention. their nails. Right, and they have to. Build I would text him like, now. is this real? He's like. No, I was yeah. on I did two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Like but, I signed I a love... six-year deal. <laughs> okay, but that moment if you're in training camp and you've been to training camp, right? So have you been to a training camp? Yeah. yeah. So Buffalo when you're in training, training camp, camp where they're like, get your playbook. Like no one wanted to it's see the, the guy. Get that's the worst. Like get your it's playbook. So, it's, it's just more embarrassing. I say it's embarrassing. It's a little bit of a relief because like for me, I was like living this kind of fake life. Like I, I felt like it, that's what I was supposed to do. Everyone wants me to do that course you're gonna do that mm-hmm. and then when it didn't happen a little me, bit of me was like yes now like i don't have to you know keep doing this anymore you can tell people but hey, it was I super it. embarrassing but so now embarrassing. Con- now the little comedian inside of you or the person who wants to perform on any level even that i thought all that was gone i was like well i'll just go work at remax i guess and he, he thinks in the most he thinks in a completely different way it, really <clears throat> i mean I, I've, here's this big athlete and i was such a fight fan so i'm hanging out with this fighter who mm-hmm. 
for me, I liked him because he was funny. Right. Yeah. Well, we had would hang out, and he had a great he had great stories, and we'd just be laughing all the time. Right. So we would just hang out. I had nobody. We really, you know, he's around the corner. I was like, let's go grab a dinner. So we became friends on. We we shared a humor, right. and he would come to my stand up, and he yeah. loved comedy, and he'd right. laugh really hard. But he also so had he his, watched the other people and loved and what they really were hard, doing, and then he would watch you. Well, no, he was like, he was oh, like you're that? the king. Yeah. I'm, I'm your, I want to be your pub. I want to be your pub. And he, and he actually fell at my feet. He fell at my feet. Me lord, yeah. Yeah. comedy lord. And I fed lord. him. I fed him just from my bowl. I fed him. Yeah, like like a little bird, he opened his fucking mouth, and you would chew it up first, and then put it into. I'm spitting in his fucking mouth. And, and I don't mean to be condescending. Not at all. Not at no, all. I actually think no, that's the I, most I humble thing I've ever heard you I say. That, that's it. the thing about him. You know, he was my pup, so he had to learn who the fucking king was. But but I, I what was fascinating about this fucking guy was that he takes this podcast and he had these ideas. And he's like, we're going to make T-shirts. Or mm-hmm. he was a social media beast. He's the first guy to come up with. Um, this these graphics. If you ever see our graphics, like yeah, the, they're phenomenal. Dude, everybody copies it. If people have a jujitsu seminar, they're doing it. Yeah, Rogan took it. Uh, everybody took it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I mean, it literally, mm-hmm. if you look at the trend, everybody in the MMA world, whether they're teaching a seminar, whether they have a podcast, are all doing what Brendan did. In fact, I would even argue this. Did, UFC said, "Wait, a comedian." And uh, a fighter are doing a podcast, and mm-hmm. it's huge. Let's put Jim Norton and and, and our boy um, Matt, Matt Serra together, who yeah. are both of them who I love. Yeah, yeah. you know, Phenomenal. so 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 a lot of this I have to give him credit for because he was he ahead was, of the curve. And on then all he that started stuff. making T-shirts. Yeah, and I don't have anything to do with it. This guy sources the perfect like mm-hmm. fit and the mm-hmm. cut. Co- he said he's a freak this way. He's like, no, not good. I'd see him on the phone. I don't want that kind of material. I want the kind of material that feels soft as a cloud. He'd freak out. Soft but I want cloud. it to retain its, its integrity when it's been washed six times. He'd be yelling. Sure. And then he would design the T-shirts. Okay, but is it that meticulous preparation or at least going that far that you sort of learn through being able to play a sport on a professional level? I like don't you think, have to be that. I don't mean to Go answer ahead. for you because I wanted to just finish – what what I what I noticed was there was such an artistic sensibility mm-hmm. that he was really interested in form, proportion, sure. yeah. color, and I was like, this is so weird. His shoes, look at those those, those pink are the shoes, most gorgeous pink shoes I've ever. He would show up. He had two hundred pairs of shoes. Yeah. I was like, who is this? Fucking guy! First of all, please come out of the closet. Right? You Fine. Know what I mean? Fine. Or you don't. I mean? He's like, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Right. Just like the mom where he's like, I don't really want to live this life playing football. Yeah. I don't really want to live this life as a straight man. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I, so I, I fucked him, but I, as a yeah. straight man, <laughs> right? Right. Just anyway, open again, right. right. give some of the question. comedy juice to him. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, but so I love that because that was the beginnings of you guys deciding to want to do a podcast together. Was it starts with you guys hanging out and being like, this guy's got great stories. All it's ever been. Which 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 the organic part of that comes through whatever you, you listen, listen to, to your you podcast. guys your podcast yeah. you understand that it wasn't a thing that was built in a test tube or someone said grab this guy grab this guy and make a thing that's what everyone's trying to do and people ask me all the time like I don't get it we can't break fifty thousand listeners what's going on I'm like well are you best friends are you is there chemistry mm-hmm. or are you doing it because you want a successful podcast and make money if that's, that's the goal. It ain't. I'm telling you now. Quit wasting your time. Yeah. But, but you think see all these that. fighters linking up with com- comics yeah. and doing this. I'm like, have, do you guys even know each other? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work, man. Because there has to be a depth to it. But it goes back to what you said. It goes back to what you said about being a football player. Yeah, I know all the plays. 
I know what aren't where I'm supposed to be on the field, but if your heart is not in yeah, it, saying this work. is exactly what I want to do, people can smell it out these days. That's totally. right, it's too especially cheap. podcast. Podcast is the most pure form. We even debate this all the time: is stand up more pure than a podcast? Because stand up, you're still kind of relating to the audience. If they're not reacting to something, maybe you don't go as far as you thought you were. You gonna have a go. bag of tricks with uh, with, with stand up, right? right. Yeah. You turn to the it's when the mics, general, yeah. when the podcasts are on, you're inside of people's ears. You're literally inside their head. And you guys are just relating to each other and your guests or whatever you guys are doing. And that is, and we do the same, like that's the purest form of you. And you can't fake it. You can't hide it. There's nowhere to go. We've made a lot of mistakes, but we we don't edit it or anything like that. But that's actually the beauty of it. Horrible mistakes. Well, but that's the beauty. And you're you're learning. And and you, you learn it. And I'm sure you apply the same things. Like the fact that you were a football player and then decided to like go into MMA as well. That's another massive jump into a whole different field. Yeah, I think when I got into it, though, I looked at the guys fighting. I was like, wow, I'm for sure a better athlete than them. And I bet I work harder so I could get really far in this. So I was like, either do that or go sell supplements door to door like mm-hmm. I was doing or uh, training soccer moms. Right. I was like, yeah, I might as well try it. And then just took off. You know, was I, the... I was never like a natural born fighter. What was all. the moment where you're like, were you in a fight where you're like, all right, I, I can do this. I got, I got this. this. This isn't as hard as even I perceive. You know, were you in a fight, in a th- in in the ring, saying yourself? Because we can ask, and we'll ask Brian the same question when it comes to stand up. Makes sense. Start. Uh, and I can answer for both those. But uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, because but my I had four fights for the Ultimate Fighter, three fights for the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. And I just destroyed everyone. Like right. thirty seconds, forty five second knockout, minute knockout. So I didn't learn anything. Then I got Ultimate Fighter. And we're sitting in the hot tub, and there's 16 guys, you know, like mm-hmm. the toughest heavyweights in the world. We're trying to get into the UFC who aren't in the UFC. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the hot tub, and I'm just, like, taking everything in. Mm-hmm. And I saw guys, like, start to complain. I would see, like, chinks in their armor. And I yeah. saw one guy go. Uh, and he was the scariest guy, one of the best athletes on the show, D'Amico Rogers. Mm-hmm. And everyone's scared of the black guy. And uh, mm-hmm. I, he's in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. And I, no, I'll never forget. He goes, Naked. He goes, I just well, want to. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. He goes, hey, I just want to. I just want one win, and then I'd be good. And then right when he said that, this light bulb went. Poof. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's who I'm going to fight. Yeah. And so I went back to my coach that morning, the next morning. And I was like, hey, I want to fight D'Amico Rogers. He's like, worst matchup possible for you. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 hear me out. I bet you I can beat him. He's Mentally, like, I can take and, him. And my coach was my friend, yeah. Rashad Evans. Yeah. He's like, I'm, that's not the play here, man. We have an easier route for you. That's not the play. I was like, give me D'Amico Rogers, please. I'm telling you. I realize how big it, it is. It also makes for way better TV. Okay. It but I just, I just knew that if you're there just to win one, there's no way you're going to beat me. Right. Because even when the going gets rough, I'll, be, I'll remember that. I, I used mm-hmm. to watch him practice and train, and, and uh, he would break guys. Because <clears throat> they, they'd go uh, – Two more rounds, and the guy would go no, because <laughs> he 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 would all that's what's his, he's a grinder, right? He, so. he 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 says that his favorite feeling is right when you get a guy against the 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 cage, cage. and you feel him break. Well, I just like it just <clears throat> makes me feel like I'm the better athlete or the better warrior there, for lack of a better term. Like in football, I remember at University of Colorado, we do dirty dozens at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. and they were trying to weed out the walk-ons and the guys who mm-hmm. don't really want to be there. Mm-hmm. So there'd be, you know, whatever, 130 guys, and it'd be in the snow, you'd be running on the field, mm-hmm. and you'd run until you threw up, and then they would make you do wall sits. So everyone would do wall sits, and the coach would say, obviously the good players they didn't have to worry about this, but they would still act like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They would say, hey, anyone who drops out, you're off the team. 
I used to love when guys close to me would drop out. Because you're like, I'm, I'm still like, here. God, you suck. I'm still you're here. out. So much tougher than me. That's the killer. And this instinct. is proof. Who get, did your brother give you that, or are you just born with it? I, don't, I feel like I was born with it, yeah. Because there's a thing in stand-up as well. You get on stage and stand-up, even if you go up just in L.A., let's say you go up at the Comedy Store or you go up at uh, or at the Improv, and it's a lineup full filled with the best comedians out there doing their thing. You follow Bill Burr. And Kevin Rogan. That was my uh, night Neil last Brennan. night. Tom Tom Segura, Brian, Chris D'Elia. Who yeah. else was there? Rogan? Rogan, Burr. Rogan. I mean, that, yeah. that last night, that's what I had to yeah. do. So you, hey, how do you do? He's great. Yeah. And what, 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 what's great about him is I'm watching him write and <clears throat> coming up with new ideas it's all great. the time and try them. And then what's really I bet he's about, so welcoming of like, yeah, I'll try that. You know, like no fear well, in well, terms of going on. He works really that. hard, but also he what I what I think is really helpful for a comedian sometimes is he gets sick of his own set. Like yeah. he's he's like, I gotta I gotta change this up a little bit. And that I mean, can be, you know, you always wanna carve your stuff and, and get it perfect, but it's also a good thing because it keeps you restless and it keeps you writing mm-hmm. and Totally. Writing. And and truthfully, like you know, you see guys doing the same hour. You know, but isn't like, that the classic story of Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy showing up at the comic strip in New York City and walking in and seeing D.F. Sweetler? No offense to D.F. Sweetler. I'm sure. I don't know if he listened to this. Doing By the, the way, same. When you say no offense. Here comes a really. Here comes offense. a really yeah, big. Exactly. No, he's doing I the same from set. Say something racist. Yeah, right. he's same set racist. from same when blood. I was like great guy. Yeah, but I really was, sweet I guy. He's a great guy, but Robert E. Lee was a brilliant. No, oh, oh, come on. Absolutely. What happened? So, so you talking about Bobby Lee, the comedian? All right, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so, liberals keep going you <laughs> fucking liberals so uh so no he he saw murphy walks in he's gonna do a set and he sees df sweetler doing the same set that he's been doing for 20 some odd turned years around and walked right and it's like i can't do this i can't be i can't, I can't just turn around and walk out but you get you you That's... do get restless and you do say because i think for a lot of people you write the material that means a lot to you in the moment and then as human beings hopefully you're growing into a different person and so at six months a year two years down the road you say to yourself I am not that person who was that, feeling that's the that whole at that deal. Point. You just said it, growth, you know. Yeah. And, and perspective. He, like I, for for me coming on, of course I'm doing some sort of fight related stuff or brain which, trauma yeah. stuff. Like I can't wait to and I'm starting gradually move away from that. Like I did I shot a thing for Comedy Central on this is not happening and our our agent Justin's like, "You know, when that comes out, you're going to have to take that out of your act." I'm like, "Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot yeah. Yeah. fucking yeah, wait." Yeah, the fight man. part. Yeah. Yeah, I think so much of it is perspective, but also like a, a whole mindset. So the idea that, you know, when you hear about people quitting or whatever, I, that's never an option. I've never gone into something. When I came into acting, my mother said, well, what happens if this doesn't work out? Do you have a backup plan? And I was like, I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think about like the idea. It's, I swear to God, it's the same thing with marriage. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is not always that easy. I've never I didn't get into it going well, someday I'm going to get divorced. I, I don't. It's a verb. You try to make it work. It's going to be tougher you try than and others. Make it work. Yeah. Whatever oh, the case, can. it's not. A, that's not in your brain. Yeah. You know? Let's go. What do we got to do? I got to fucking. I got to raise kids. And at I got the same time, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. I mean, listen. At the same time, easier than ever today I'm, to get it done. Right. Yes. Until I pull yeah. my pants down and I can do no wrong. You oh. guys know what I'm talking about, right? You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. No. I mean, you in a hot tub. I don't know. Okay. I thought you guys did. Oh, now we know. Now you know Now you're making a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we got to talk about the fight because well, it's interesting because what you brought which up, fight? which uh, you, we, I know you've talked a lot about kidding. this week. We brought up, 
The fight between you guys, between, yeah. between Callan and his wife. Uh, no, the fight. Yeah, wait a fight what? Between Callan and his wife. Uh, Let's break that down. Know? I yeah. mean, no, but we. She, you talked she about. Switched, she switched from Southpaw Dude, to yeah, right hand. She's getting like, me right so in my much. liver. The yeah. point is this. I watched that fight, and my thought was, why, why didn't. Why didn't McGregor have your attitude towards the wall sit after everyone's puking? Knowing that he's going into a fight that's longer, why isn't he like, I'm going to out-condition this motherfucker? Why was that not in his heart? Because he started to get tired. I'm like, he's hanging in there a little bit. Because genetics, don't get me wrong, your genetics and your your frame of mind. Yeah. You got to be a little bit realistic because in a 12-round boxing match, I guarantee you McGregor did everything in his power to come in shape for that fight. Mm -hmm. But then there's certain variables that he threw way more punches than he thought. He's never really been in there with the best in the world. The the ref uh, wouldn't let him clinch where he'd normally get his rest. Right when they would get there, the ref would go, nope, not on my watch. Yeah, I know. He did did break that up often. There was just no downtime for him. There's nowhere to rest where in MMA he could get his rest here and there. So, you know, I think it just caught up with him. And then, then Floyd downloaded his data, which we thought he was going to do. And then right hands, they'll, they'll wear your card out real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I thought. And then also, if that wall sit, if like, hey, Shab, you know, if, if you just last a minute and then drop, we'll give you $100 million. I'm like, oh, fuck, see ya. Like, yeah. yeah. Have there's, fun, fellas. There's Have your fun. minute and then yeah. go get Yeah, he paid. knew there was a payday at the end of it. But he, he was, was getting punched in the face. And I think until you've been punched in the face no, by no, no. a guy like Floyd Mayweather, I, I, but he's I, not he's, a big he's, puncher, he though. Have, he Mayweather is not, not a big punch punched punch. before. That's yeah. not it. That's I, what I'm saying. I, I've like, seen he got bo- hit harder by Nate Diaz. No, but he got hit a lot. And anybody who gets hit at, after 10 rounds, you're exhausted. And you're Ask anyone who's face. dated Floyd Mayweather. They, yeah, they know. They, they know, know what, what it's like to be hit by repeatedly. You're a woman in Floyd Mayweather's life. No, he even said it in the post-fight press conference. He goes, even in training, like, I'd get through seven rounds. Like, Jesus Christ, how many more? They'd be like, yep, five more. Five more. Fuck. Five more is like, like just, a whole it's just other a, fight. It's like a whole I'll never forget fight. when I was fighting Gabriel Gonzaga, my coach yells out, four minutes left. I was like, are you what serious? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Maybe wait till at least half. Yeah. yeah just like, give like me. You're screwing me. Four man. minutes, four minutes is like a. Eternity, four minutes. Come on. You don't, you're not helping. Four it, minutes is like a set on Conan, a late night set on Conan. I, I got to fight this guy for a late night set on I, Conan. I swear to God, for me, like just in high school, six minute wrestling matches. Wrestling matches are six minutes. Yeah. And you would, and sometimes they go into overtime. And you'd, you'd wrestle nine minutes, which was a nightmare. Six minutes when you're, you're wrestling is up. a nightmare. Oh yeah, you're throwing up you're because right. you got wrestled. We wrestled it for our fraternity. I'd never wrestled in my life. Didn't even prepare for the match. They were like, "We just need bodies in this thing." I get in and I'm like, "Please let me wrestle against a guy who's so much better that he just pins me and I'm out." Yeah. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I get a guy who's about as much has as much talent and as much uh, experience as me. Yeah. So we go it's all the scrap. way to regulation. Yeah. It's a scrap. It's, it's like, like Tied, 11, 11, no one's winning. We go into overtime. I'm like, I'm going to die. I, I roll him. I, I pin him, and I win, okay? It's a miracle. We just, whoever's going to pass out. I go outside, throw up in the snow. It's the University of Michigan. My calf balls up, and I'm like, I quit. <laughs> I'm not doing the next round. He injured himself, he injured himself throwing, throwing up in up. the snow. I threw up in the snow, and my calf oh, balled up. My calf balled up in the snow, and I'm like, I'm out. I quit. In other words, to put, it into the wall, to put it into a wall sit thing, Jason, basically, if he, he wouldn't even make it to the wall. No, no. Yeah. As I was leaning to the wall, I goes to the wall, and he falls down. But we jokingly said, how cool would it have been if if they said the rules of this fight are yeah to me it was a, it was a failure of form rules are boxing 
until the last round. If you make it to the last round, he gets to start kicking. That'd be how awesome. fucking great would that because, be? He, because he would probably make it to that last round. You know what I'm saying? If so he knew that that, that was the end, so yeah. that motivation. Because yep. he basically said, "I want to see a lion fight a shark, but it has to be underwater." Well, the lion's not going to make it. We the we don't know. We but, don't know but what the Connor thing is. also said. You know, in in like his Nate Diaz fight where he did go five rounds yeah. and he's gone long rounds. I just he goes that, there. Man. He goes. I need to. And this is that what makes Connor great is he sees his holes and he always adapts to him. He, he acknowledges where right. most guys don't. Right. Especially at his level, you know, this happened. It was his fault. It's yeah. someone else's fault. Yeah. Like coach's fault. Connor goes, no, it's my fault. He goes, uh, I always have this issue in fights where I get so exhausted. But then I get my second win. I start coming back. I feel great. He goes, so I need to figure out how to shorten that or how to just break through that. that so was, he goes, I wish they didn't. I'm glad they stopped in the 10th round, to be honest. Yeah, because he goes, I wish they didn't. punch from minute. He goes, I wish they didn't because usually I get my, my second win in my training, the 11th, 12th round. He goes, but who knows? But think about MMA, okay? And they call a fight. The ref comes in after you've laid the guy out. Okay, in boxing, you punch a guy and he falls down. That's it. Ref says, go over there. Get out of his way. Eight seconds. You, you get 10 seconds to kind of do it. But in MMA, you hit a guy, he goes down, you get on top of him, you throw like seven hammer punches, and then the ref slides in. So that's what Connor is used to. He wasn't even knocked down. You know, they're actually protecting Connor, though, because since he's 0 and over, so 49 and 0 guy, they're not. And listen, the, the concern around the ring, all the ringside doctors were worried for his You were at ringside. You were ringside. Yeah. yeah. All of them were super worried for his health. When you saw, at what point we. So, okay, did you feel like at the beginning, in the first three rounds of the fight, four rounds of the fight, I mean, Connor, this is what I will say, from a just an overhead 30,000-foot, like, sort of look at this thing, it was far more of a boxing match or a sporting event than I thought it would be. Perfect. You walked in, you say, this is going to be a spectacle, but I think MMA can claim, to those who don't know, who aren't, like, super into the fight mm-hmm. game, MMA can be like, our guy hung who in never there. hung That's in with one want. of the best ever for 10 rounds. And this is what you were saying to Nate Diaz afterwards and that Correct. he didn't fucking understand Correct. because he doesn't understand. Explain how, it because then everyone might not know what people happened. Might not, after, after the fight, and you've talked about this a lot, but explain it just because I want our fans to listen. Yeah, after the fight, I was backstage and I was with uh, the Showtime executives. They rushed me to go do some interview for them. Um, I forget with who, with Connor's coach or something like that. It never got done. Um, and I'm rushing back, and I see Andre Berto, Amir Khan, and Terrence Crawford, like boxing elite. Great boxing And I, I love all those guys. All great dudes. I go up to Terrence Crawford, I'm like, dude, I'm, you're such a badass. Like, I just watched him fight. He's one of my favorite fighters. Um, so I'm having a conversation with those guys, and those guys are like, dude, Connor can box, man. Like, he did way better than I thought. These are boxing guys saying Bo- it. Pedigreed box. Like, like, this is like elite. you saying, dude. He could do stand up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a very much a. a, a I'm the Andre Berto of the That's comedy. right. <laughs> you are, you're more of the American comedy. Meaning, meaning he's, yeah, taking, he's, yeah. he's taking a lot of headshots. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> he, uh, so those guys just, they're saying, man, I'm like, what'd you guys expect? You guys are going to do terrible, huh? They're like, not that good. I'm just like, well, didn't fantastic. know what you're going to expect. You know, like, right. fantastic. Great, great, great. So I keep going and I see Nate Diaz by himself on his cell phone. Of course. And I think. Oh, we're in the same fraternity. UFC brothers. I'm the only UFC guy around this bitch. Right. I've been defending the hell out of this fight. And you I have to see understand him. that Brennan has always liked Nate and always I respected lo- Nate. I love right. everybody. To be yeah. Honest. yeah I, and, I don't have and, an issue with that. And anybody. you also come from the sport and you want to see the sport rise in the eyes of everybody. And it's like it's like a someone performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's you know the, you know I'm the, the there representing the Super MMA. Bowl. So you know the performers at the Super Bowl do the halftime show have to pay to do it. They don't give a shit. They do it. The uh, musical artists, they yeah. do it because they're like, this is going to get out to Correct. millions and billions of people. So you're same like, hey, here. we're all part of the same team. You see him on his cell phone. You walk over to the dude. Yeah, and then he's just, you know, 
Maybe I shouldn't have went over there. Maybe, you know, a... I don't know. I was having a good weekend, man. You know, yeah, I never went over with positive him. intent. Listen, me and Dana had our issues. I saw him at a basketball game I, right before the fight. We were at a basketball game. I just went over to him and put out my hand. Went, brother, big night for both of us, man. It's a big night. And he was like, yeah, big. I've never been so nervous. And shook my hand like, and we were good. Yeah. Well, you, you don't, you know, me and him have had our issues, but and he I, is I have like no, a, nothing but respect for him right, too. Exactly. So I was like, oh, Dana was cool. I'm cool with everyone. Mm-hmm. So then, when they, I was literally just going over and I kicked it off with, dude. I mean. You're next. You're gonna get the biggest payday of all time, Conor McGregor. Yeah, and he just, you know, maybe I see. I don't know what he was doing previously. I don't know what someone said to him. Mm-hmm. He was just in that mind frame where, you know, I was the enemy. He pointed his gun towards me, starts arguing. He goes, "You don't know boxing." I go, "Bro, he won four rounds." Yeah, I think I said five, exaggerating like I always do. But yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> "He won five rounds." He's like, "You just don't know boxing." I'm like. No, but I do. I work for Showtime. You're here watching. Like, yeah, what are you exactly, talking about? exactly. So you're talking about two guys, and I like to argue. Yeah. So you're talking about two guys just getting an argument. He took offense to it. Um, words were said, and then, you know. He did call you a bitch. He did. Well, you know, he but, yeah, and, and he's a sensitive guy. Like you said, who knows what was going on. And I think also in this business, it's so funny because when you have a podcast and you do, how many hours have we done? 3,000 hours of yeah, sure. podcast. You're going to owe, and Brennan is, is, is not only opinionated, but he's got points of view. Totally. And, and knows as, how to as, express and thank it. thank God. Yes. So, so sometimes those points of view, when he talks about fighters, sometimes points of view are very honest from his point mm-hmm. of view. There are lots of people. You can't have a take, show if you don't. No, there are a lot of There's people. no show if I'm not honest. Yes, of you course. either pissing and, and people I, off or making right. them and happy suggest, and you don't want to be in I the would middle. suggest that there are a lot of people that uh, love to take little clips without context. Oh, of course. Put them together and me? they'll send them yes, to that fighter. I'm sure. And I am sure that Nate Diaz, who's a, and fighters, all fighters are fucking sensitive dudes. Yeah. When it comes to their honor or a lack of respect, mm-hmm. I don't know a fighter who isn't super sensitive. It's bulletin board material. Yes. And yeah. so, 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 you know, I believe that Nate heard was sent some stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of know that because I've, I've talked to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're di- given that without any context, mm-hmm. you think you're being dissed. Mm-hmm. All I, I did the same friend. thing. I yeah. did the exact same thing with Dan Hardy. Yep. Someone sent me a, a, a link on Dan Hardy talking shit about you and your Showtime analyst work. I love Dan Hardy. And I'm like, well, I don't even read it. I just saw that. And you, I sent him a DM. I go, bro, why are you talking shit? I thought we were good. He's like, whoa, easy, man. Yeah. And so, I see him at the thing. He's great. Yeah. And, and you, like, but you have the yeah. sense to be like, okay, What's I'll let up? this guy explain it to me. Well, and at, in that moment. Did. But, you know, again, Nate, Nate is, remember, what is Nate Diaz? Why do we love him as a fighter? He's a fucking fighter. And he is not yeah. a guy who's, Nate's easy to get going. Yeah, right? yeah. And by the way, Which that's part the of his thing. strength. Again, and and, and strength. he's in it with McGregor. Like that's all, that's that's his enemy in this moment right so now. If you're on McGregor's side or bet on, McGregor or if you're or, touting his enemy of what he just did, regardless of what it does for the sport in general, you're essentially I'm on that team. You're on that other camp. Yeah. And what yeah. he needs to do, and someone I'm a close white to him, like why wasn't there someone? Ne- this is what I say. Why isn't there someone next to him? Why doesn't he yeah, have there someone? Were, there were to 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 not really be later later later. Nah, not really. But I'm. Really why was it? Why someone in his ear to be like, hey, man, this is good for all of us. This is good for you. You need to put a good face on this and say this is good for everyone. It's good for the sport. I don't, I don't know how smart his management is. I really don't. I th- you know, I think Nate, and that's credit to Nate, I think he's done most of the handling on his own. I don't I don't know who's helping him. It is going to be a huge be fight. Fired. It is going to be a huge fight the next one. He the biggest pay view of all time. Do you think he fights Nate uh, next, or yes. does he fight? That, that's the fight. That's, I guarantee you that's He has fight. to because... <laughs> To me, that's the that's the Ali Frazier 
Mm. You know what that's I mean? The that's the real that's fight. Three. Really, that's exactly. that's our Canelo Triple G. Like that's the. Yeah, that's but if they fought three times, that's our uh, Gotti Ward. Like that's yeah, that's the fight. Man. I think Conor does that one, then dips out. You think he's done after that? Done. He doesn't fight because uh, I I had a little fantasy that he fights Mayweather I wanna, again. I get, nope. I want to get your take on this. I want to hear this. Uh, t- for him to fight Nate Diaz. I thought you were going to say for him to fight Tignataro. Let's say at fifty-five, Tignataro. Let's say at fifty-five. It'd only be at fifty-five. Okay, that's an advantage for Conor, correct? Both of them. Nate's, Nate's better at 55, too. Okay. Nate's better at 55. I they're, mean, both, he, they're both better. You're going to see the real winner at 55. 70, Conor, I don't give a fuck about. Really? Really? Doesn't count. really? What, why doesn't why do count. you say that that's Because Nate usually fights them. at 55. 70 for Connors. That's enormous. Right. Those Huge. are big boys. Yeah. Nate's so much bigger at 70. But he has trouble sucking that weight. So Not at 55. 55. No, he came in at 53. You're going to get the best Connor possible at 55. So, But when they weigh in at 55, what are they really fighting at? 65? It depends 65? how much they cut. Probably about 65, 67. So Nate's say, usually bigger. Right. Nate, usually, Nate walks Nate's around. Nate's tall, it. too. Yeah, Nate, Nate's probably 185. Like, I mean, that's uh, the crazy big. thing about so Mayweather. So imagine Connor, who, I mean, if he can eat whatever he wants, walks around at maybe high 60s. Yeah. And they're fighting a Nate at 190-something. Yeah. So Nate's a bigger frame. Yeah, yeah. So at 70, it's way it's more. It's tips towards yeah. Nate. But at so 55, five, now it's a Now you got fight. the real champion. So, right. now, so now let me do this for Biggest you. Biggest bravery of all he, time. Say he beats Nate. Yeah. At 55? Yep. See it, ya. It, it would be see ya or, or would one last hurrah. Bear with me on this. How would he do against Tyron Woodley? And because of Tyron's style and stuff. You're assuming Tyron Woodley would be the champion am, about I a am, year and a half. I am. That would okay. be a year and a half. Yeah. But just go with me for my own fantasy. All right. Right. So so if he were to fight Tyron, how competitive a fight is that? Or Because Tyron's a, a, a beast, obviously, as we yeah. know. However, I feel like Connor's better boxer than Tyron. Maybe a smarter way, way fighter. Way better striker. Better, like more fluent. The problem is, is but, you know, Woodley's a small, like he's short. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Woodley's grappling would be an issue for that'd Connor. be a real issue. But but again, Connor can grapple. Connor too. can he, he can, can grapple. Not that Woodley's cape. Woodley's wrestling would be a real issue. He'd for be Connor. taken down by Woodley. But yeah, but if, if he, that if left hand could. lands on Woodley, Woodley's in trouble. That's what I'm saying. So it's conceivable. This is what. But so also bad. remember, his striking is gonna be better when he comes back too. He's focused to fight the best boxer in the world yeah. and was able to focus for three months just on that, yeah. and now he can that, go back. He's improved. far and away the best you... striker, right? I mean, yeah, by far, as... now, okay. yeah. So now he comes back. and he's, 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 yeah, Dude, I, dude. So, 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 there is, so it is conceivable that Conor McGregor could, could walk away, could retire with all Belt. three belts. Belts, yeah. It's a... It's a Maybe it's well, your I, dream. I, you, it's you, your you dream. Know, you know what's more likely than not to happen, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to talk about it, and... Do I have some inside sources where this might be mm-hmm. a possibility? Oh boy, he fights, Nate, he fights Nate Diaz at fifty-five. Uh-huh. When, yeah. like, when would you see that fight Come, happening? Like six December, months, December, January, maybe. Okay, okay. Five maybe end of now, you yeah. know, like late December, early okay. January. GSP fights Bisbing, beats Bisbing. GSP will re, re, what? How do you say it? Relinquish, relinquish that belt, mm-hmm. and then fight Connor in a super fight, and that's Connor's last fight. Oof, GSP is a little. His wrestling is just a little bit too. God, you know Woodley's wrestling's better than GSP's, right? So okay, GSP so in MMA though wrestling. I'm talking about also, pedigree. But, but oh yes, hundred percent pedigree. But 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 I, but I don't know what GSP, GSP hasn't is fought now. in four years. That's a long years. time. God, that, that's the su- that's oh. the super fight though. Yeah. But that's the one they they hang that's on to for a little fight. bit. They hold out a little bit. They build it up <laughs> By the a way, little bit. Don't forget, Conor McGregor is twenty nine. Okay, does he want? And and again, you have and this is interesting. You've transitioned into an awesome post-fight 
post-sports career. This is something that most athletes can't do. This is why they have fucked up lives after it's all said and done. You've actually figured out a way to channel something that you love. You can put the work in and do all that stuff as well that flourishes into a career. These guys can't. So you also have to ask yourself, what do you want to do, man? Are you really going to stop all this after this Nate Diaz fight? You're still 29 years old. Maybe you're 30 years old, Conor McGregor. Or do you want that one last big fight? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he loves the fight. He, he, he's right? a smart guy, though. I, see, I don't know if I'd I think say he loves love. everything surrounding the fight as well. The buildup, the hype. Yep, he's he the fight. best in the world. But also, man, it's... It, when you have a hundred million dollars in the bank, and the pay per view number just came out, it's the yeah. biggest of all time six point oh, yeah. five million pay per view buys. Wow, it's unreal! Fucking told you. I was one of Shut them. Your fucking I was one you of did. them. Why, Anyways, what were you saying? I didn't. People are like, it's not going to be big. I've argued with everyone. And why couldn't they fill the arena? Do you think? Uh, so the, all, the all, all, all everything was packed mm-hmm. down below the upper bowl. They outpriced everyone. So yeah. the, your average fan. $10,000 a ticket? No way. Who the fuck? No, so, no one's going to send nosebleeds for no, that. So you're screwed. Especially, you're, if you can, or, especially if you can go to a sports book and pay whatever. I don't know what but it again, was But again, think about it. Pay-per-view number, $6.5 million. Biggest of all time. Destroyed Pacquiao, yeah. Mayweather. Yeah. But the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight should have happened five years earlier. Is it even if it did, it wouldn't beat six. I know, but isn't it And the other thing is, illegally streamed over something like $25 million. I think that might be fake news. Someone okay. sent me that, too. But they're saying now it's around $25 million. Still a lot. Ten still, still a lot. Ton. Still a lot. Either way. Either way, and they How still made is a that ton fight? of money. Enormous. That's an enormous. That's, that's, this guy's got so much star power, but I, I just think Conor McGregor, his his willingness. He could be an action. He could it, be an action put star. Put it he could all be in on the line. Well, so. to, to, to your point, and this is how special a guy is, and we've seen how this works out. So we've seen like Ronda, and we've seen you know even Woodley's doing. And you have Bisbing's doing, where they they want to be in these Hollywood movies yeah. and do all that stuff. Action star. Conor has had Game of Thrones. Predator, uh, you know, Fast and Furious, all these have made him huge offers. I know it's for a fact. He's like, nope, not till I'm done fighting. Right. I'm not doing anything till I'm done fighting. And, and smart. Smart, because you got to focus on that, and then he will, because he is a personality. And like, he also, he's a businessman, too, so he, he's going to have his whiskey. He's going to have his own uh, boxing promotion, yeah. UFC promotion. He's, he's Three-piece suits. I mean, he'll sell awesome. those. That yes. whiskey, I, I literally don't drink whiskey. You will now. I, I, I'm gonna. If I drink whiskey, you better know it's gonna be. No there was a moment because it'll hit God. you really hard. It hits you from the left side. You won't you know, see it. See what on. I'm saying? <laughs> come on. There was Randy. a moment when like he he squared up to box and he in in a brief moment looked like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish logo. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It. He kind of just very one very fully. old school bare knuckled brawly. So. Uh, reminds me of me when I was a, a young street fighter. I just yeah. wish he was there. Uh, Callan was there with you uh, yeah. with, Diaz? For, with Diaz because he could have he could have showed him his obliques and that would have maybe done started doing. Comedy. Doing comedy and that would have definitely oh, quieted no, the situation. Nate, Nate I wish he me. was. He would have. He would have settled the situation down. Yeah. Like it, it escalated to yeah. something, and it's so silly now. Like I post something today. This uh, Dosbrack made Dosbrack where um, Brian was joking. Goes, it's the boots you're wearing. That's why he wanted to yeah. fight you. And there's you, a funny the Gucci there's boots. A, yeah, there's funny the an, uh, animation that they did. I'm just trying to kill it with humor. I just want this thing to go. You have totally to. the way to go. And by the way, yeah. he won't get it. No, but yeah, he to- does. Yeah, he does. He does. He totally gets it because I I was texting with him yesterday and I said. I said, dude, I don't blame you. It was his boots that sent you in. <laughs> and he started laughing. So he was like, oh, oh shit. That's great, yeah. man. So he's don't say he started laughing so hard because it's too tacky. I know. Ah, so, ah, LOL. Ah, 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 
LOL doesn't mean you're killing. LOL yeah. could yeah. just. I, I could tell. Could have been a courtesy LOL. Did it with a capital letter. Put the emoji with that. Yep. Then he goes, Brian, you're the funniest. Tears flying out of boxing and and training. Brian, I don't understand a lot about comedy, but you're the funniest. He gave me a little. I was in my dressing room in San Diego. He actually goes backstage giving me a boxing lesson. It was fucking awesome. At the American Comedy Company. Yeah, like Nate Diaz is showing me how to like use my elbow. Just in case you need to on stage. Did you make him pay for a ticket? I did not. I did not. You I gave made, him a ticket. I, I love that. Wow, look, he doesn't list. have a lot of paper money. in the room. Yeah, no DS brother will have to pay for a ticket to my To your club. shows. All right. Be, yeah. Should we take a break? Let's and then, take a break. Uh, all right, take a break. We come back. We got some quick hits with the boys here from Fighter and the Kid. If you don't uh, know their podcast, you haven't listened to it, I want you to, uh, in this break right now, stop what you're doing, subscribe to that podcast, and then just enjoy it. And uh, Big Brown Report, right? Big Brown Report. Big Brown Breakdown. Big I like Big Brown Report. Big Brown Breakdown. The Brown Report. The Big Brown Report sounds like it's, Take with it's just Star. his descriptions of his shits. Yeah, the Big Brown uh, Report. All right, I'll be back with more of you from the Chief Seats right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I want to remind people, uh, if you're new to this show, uh, rate it, review it, subscribe. We are going to be in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival. Phenomenal comedy festival. Doing a live version of this show. Kyle Kinane will be on this show. I don't know if you've had him on your show. He is fantastic, funny dude. So we'll be there. And that's kicking that whole thing off on uh, Friday night, uh, September 8th. Mm-hmm. At uh, I think 6, 6 p.m. 6 yeah. p.m. We kick the whole thing off. So I'm excited about yeah. that. Come out to that if you're in the Tulsa area. Uh, good blow uh, in Tulsa, huh, boys? Mm-hmm. Is there a good blow in Tulsa? Yeah. The tu- that Tulsa blow. Have you ever fought in Tulsa? I sure no, Tulsa I have blow. not. I have <laughs> Tulsa, Tulsa, Tulsa blow. blow. Tulsa blow. Did you ever do, Callan, did you Tulsa do the blow. casino that was in kind of it's West like in Siloam? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm you're sure talking you about Calusa or not Calusa. Uh, what's it called? We've um, been there twice. Um, it's a casino. You fly you into mean, like Arkansas and yeah, drive Fayetteville, over. Oh, Lacey, Lacey Applegate. So, Tulum, no, Lacey um, Applegate. Not Tulum. Yeah, Lacey Applegate. No, no, no it's something falls. Um, West Siloam Springs. Yes. yes. But what's the, the way, what's, it's a what's lovely the, little town? What's lovely the, town and by the best way, the coffee in the best world and great comedy audience that comes to the yeah. show. Yeah, fucking great. Are you guys there? Too? Yeah. So we did Tulsa, it. we flew into Tulsa and then drove like ninety miles to get. You know, they yeah. drove us not. It was just easier to get there. So, so good comedy crowds. Good comedy crowds. So I'm oh, hoping yeah. that comedy great crowd. Coffee. Do they? Mm-hmm. What was yep. that place it's called? The Poor House, I think. Yes. Yeah. It's, did it have the record store upstairs? Yes. I mean, sure. Did. You guys know what's up. They moved it because they had too many. It was a decrepit Probably building. the ugliest people in America I've ever seen, but great. Wow. Right. Wait a uh, second. You were drinking guys. the coffee wrong. Uh, well, that's Cherokee Nation. Some of the bigger, the Cherokee are not stop, small people. Stop. No, they are. There, there is no way that you There's can There's no good place to go. If you start a sentence, well, that's the Cherokee Nation, and I'm going to make a generalization here, you cannot dig yourself out of that. No, we celebrate the Cherokee. We celebrate the Cherokee. He was very at home. I mean, yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, go Indians. I'm like, go Indians. Go Indians. And I say Native Not a American. Cleveland fan. I say Native American. Yeah, exactly. You like, drove like a Jeep you, Cherokee. Like, that was your only connection exactly. to, the, to the people. That's exactly. <laughs> I drive a Jeep Cherokee. Right. Come on, what well, are you Well, I've guys? always driven up, you know, four before four, 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 uh, all right, so uh, let's get into some quick hits here because there's some great stories that happened this week. And I don't know, have either of you guys gotten a DUI? Never have. No, never, never have. have. DUIs are like holding calls in the NFL. Like you could call them on every play. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're a cop, you could stand at the valet stand at most restaurants in L.A. And, and just, just follow anyone out, home. Follow anybody it's in the car, breath of life. It's a dick move. You could do it on anybody because if you had two glasses of wine there, you're blowing something. 
before you're driving yeah. home. So Unless it could they're happen. swerving, give them a break. I mean, if you're Tiger Woods in it, then relax. By yeah. the way, a DUI at 2 in the morning I get. You've had a long night, whatever. It's the 7.30 p.m. That, DUI. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's one's kinda... fucked up. You're with your buddies. Maybe had a few beers. Yeah. Jump in the car. Who knows where you are? See the kids. I, remember, I never forgot. I knew I was in trouble. I was dating girls in love with. And she, I went to do something. I think drop off my laundry or something. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, drop off some dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. And I came back, and she was walking out of a bar. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I, I, I swear to God, there was a, and her nose was redder than normal, which is weird. <laughs> it just that's the what you know. Yeah, it's just not Asian. This is not an and Asian. She had a woman. big smile. And I go, "What were you doing?" She goes, "Just had a shot of beer." And I went, mm-hmm. "It's okay. four thirty. Yeah, shot in a beer. And I should have known. Were you that with that anyone? The my the brain end. goes freak. What'd yours no, do? It. Oh, of course. But that's why I moved her into my house. Oh, she was a yeah. Fat girl, but uh. and, and and I had deep love for her. But I th- I should have known that. Why was like, oh, nose you're red, an alcoholic. So, oh, so that's if you bad, so if you're like that's the what happened when she drank. If you're a ro- the Royals pitcher who didn't pitch in that game and actually he got a DUI team lost at seven thirty p.m. At a Burger King, I think it was. Yeah, it was at a Burger. He was Perker, stopped. He had a few Burger. beers when he got a waffle few. cheese. Yeah. Few. That's he had a not. Rosie Hammer. By the he way, he's one, Duffy. He's one of the best pitchers on yeah, the world right now. Yeah, he's great. Great pitcher right now. Yeah. Why? It, but, you know, I think pitchers should be allowed. The pitchers work every fourth day. Like, let's be honest about how pitchers work, starting pitchers, all right? Truthfully, but if you're going to go days, out, how easy is it to call an Uber and a Lyft these days? You know what I'm saying? But like, also. Right? Like, maybe he has a sweet ride, doesn't get to drive a lot. He's like, maybe. I've had a few beers. Mm-hmm. Let me get a Whopper cheese in those tenders. I get it. Yeah. Wash it down with a nice chocolate shake, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe. God. Damn. It's kind of like the difference between people that are like, oh, you know, people, recreational drug users, right? Yeah. yeah. I've never been a drug guy, but somebody like, oh, there's blow. I'll do blow. There, there's that jump between... Oh, I'm at a party. It's one in the morning, and oh, do, 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 do. Yeah. you want to do this? I guess I oh, well, fucking day. That's at a party at, at one in the morning versus seven thirty. Buying it, yeah. yeah, from somebody in the afternoon. Yeah, there's right. sunlight and anywhere. You feel like that's a right. Creep. That's you feel yeah. Like a there's, creep. There's, there's there's all those different things. If I you're just doing, recently if, started drinking, you know, the Campari sodas. I've I watch Game of Thrones on season five now. Oh, just shit, finished dude. season four. I'm envious of you and for I, where you right? have to go. I know. People like, are jealous of it. Because I'm there at the end right Me now too. waiting for every Dude. little drip of Me drop too. to come I, out. Yeah, we'll Me jack too. it hard to Khaleesi. <sighs> Anyways, so I get the Campari jack sodas. You and everybody else, man. Yeah, right? Who Fucking wouldn't? Breeze that fire. Seriously, I got a dragon for you, girl. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I drink Campari and sodas when I watch Game of Thrones now. I think I'm addicted Alone. to it. Well, Brendan so badly wants to be an English dandy. He wants yeah. to be. Yeah, there's a part of him that wants that. If he use an ear that. trumpet and say, excuse me, could you repeat yourself? Pardon me. Yes, he nice. would use a parasol to keep the sun from his face. Which, by the way, I would pay to see that. No, no, no. These shoes? If he could carry, and I'm not exaggerating, if, if he could carry an a light ivory fan. cane, a walking <laughs> a stick. A light fan. A walking stick with a, with a light fan. And just racist and shit? And he just, yeah, and have, and have manservants. <laughs> Preferably non-white. Uh, he would do it. You see what happens dark with you liberals? Are we too much for you guys? You guys are so aggressive. And that might be the Cherokee Indian talking in him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our country, I love the Sklar Brothers. Our country. On, on record. Thank you. Our You're country is going to hell in a handbasket. And if anybody who doesn't believe, it's it's like when Kyrie Irving said that the earth is flat. I was like, dude, you, you just, just stop. You're going to go. Stop watching. Stop, 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 stop. So if you don't believe in science and the science that's coming forward, we are fucking this earth up, and that's what's happening right now. And that is why the just torrential rain is is pelting our Houston area and the lower part of our country. It sucks. So if you're out there, everybody do what you can to help these people out. If you are the Texas Rangers, 
Do what you can to make Watt. things. And JJ Watt, six million. Right, six. he's going to raise one point five. Wound up raising. Look at Matt Carpenter, Cardinals. Cardinals first baseman. Or, every, uh, Card- yeah, every first time baseman. he hits a home run, he's donating ten thousand dollars. And because it's Matt Carpenter, they can expect ten thousand dollars for the rest <laughs> I was of the year. Say, well, <laughs> no, he's actually a good host. Yeah, he hit no, a home run last year. That's ten but, grand. He hit a home yeah, run last year. If he hits ten more in June, that's a hundred thousand dollars you donate. That's not bad of that's his own not, money. He could hit ten. That's right. His own he money. Hit ten for the end of the year. He definitely hit ten. And so, look, a lot of people are giving money. A lot of people are doing. Chris the, Paul gave thirty thousand dollars. You see that? Look at that. I, you know, I was like, come on, bro. He dished a little bit. They don't know him yet. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't know him yet. He so just got the, he's not their guy yet. So everybody down there should be like, how can we help you, Houston? I don't give a shit. If, see what, like, you see Derek Lewis from the UFC? What see he what get? he's doing? What, what did he uh, do? The Black Beast. He's like, I love helping people out. And he's carrying kids. And he's up in the water. It's to, his to his chest. Carrying them through the water. He's like it. grabbing people, helping people. I mean, that, that's, that's some frontline shit. I don't get how that doesn't make freaking. That why isn't that news. a headline? I agree. That that is, why isn't the UFC because, all, Why aren't people blasting that out? Because Derek truthfully, Lewis is just a colorful, awesome dude. Man. They, and they the should be promoting to. it. They should be promoting it. He has that a fight doing. coming up. He's fighting dude, for doom for God. They should promote that to the high heavens. So the Texas Rangers are being the biggest dicks ever to the Houston Astros in this moment. They won't. So the Astros were supposed. The Rangers were supposed to play the Astros in Houston at Minute Maid Park. They they were supposed to then have a series in Arlington, in Texas at where the Rangers they play forth, in a yeah. month, a home and home. Yeah. And the Astros were like, hey, can we switch that? So maybe because we play probably a lot of flooding down at Minute Maid and we maybe be Why don't we play that. at your park now and then a month from now when hopefully things are cleared up, you guys play here. We just switch it. And the Rangers are like, no, nah, no, nah, we're, we're not doing do that. Are you kidding me? So they're making them play the home series that was supposed to be in Houston in St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. In front of, like, no fans. And by the way, I mean, I get it, Texas, you're in the... That's bad for everyone. That's right. bad. No yeah. one makes money. Nobody and, ma- and they're bummed. So Texas is like, well, we're going to be on a road trip. It's the end of the season. We don't want to have to, like, go on the road. Or we're going to be in a homestand. We don't have to go on the road and come back. And it's like, like yeah. On. Where are they ranked right now? The, the Texas division. is actually in the wild card race. They're, like, a few games back. And, and Houston is, like, running away with it. So Houston kind of doesn't give a shit. But it means something to Texas. But still, like... Why wouldn't you? Why aren't we? Doing this is your everything? moment to step up and be like about a guy, a UFC cool. fighter in fucking waist balls deep in water, carrying kids out of here. And Texas Rangers are like, just be man, cool, man. Be cool, everyone. Just be cool. Be, cool, be a goddamn bro. human being. Be cool, man. So I mean, be this cool, is why cool. I say you don't support the Rangers in that. And I love Adrian Beltre. All right, now this story is just bizarre. To I've me. never liked the Rangers. When they had Nolan Ryan, I was in. But other than that, I'm he out. was amazing. All right, I'm going to show you this picture. All right, this is Yankee Stadium sponsored Star Wars night. And there's a picture of Darth Vader looking like he's about to rape the boy that is throwing the <laughs> Yeah, it's pitch, way okay? too much. So way there's a little close. kid Holds who's throwing front. a pitch. By the way, look at the kid from behind. He, great form, right? Now yeah. he's not throwing from the rubber, but he is throwing out the first pitch. For sure yeah. back up. Though, Do you know why up. there's a kid, a random kid from the crowd who is throwing it? It's not a make-a-wish scenario. This is Yankee Stadium? This is Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Is it Girardi's kid or some shit? No, it's not even Girardi's kid. It's just a kid from the crowd throwing the ball. Why? Because... This they don't have the Yankees don't have the rights. They can have Darth Vader standing on the mound, but they don't have the right. Star Wars won't allow Darth Vader to throw a baseball. Is that the most fucked up thing in the world? Oh, How weird. much Why would you, is that? They that, do that, not that there's, play. They're not because messing they're probably anti baseball, which means they're they're not real. Maybe. They're not real Americans like you guys. But George Lucas's stepdaughter is an MMA fighter. You know that, or like I didn't know that. You Who know that? She? I didn't know. It's that. his adopted daughter. His, his adopted, adopted daughter. Oh, it doesn't sorry. Count. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. I don't know. 
Let me. He dopped her I after three like. wins. We say MMA fighter like she signed up at the UFC gym, got a blue belt. No, no, no. She's fought some fights. Really? She's fought mm. some fight. Hold on, I got to find out what his daughter. I will find well, out. She's looking for a Yoda. Holler to Amanda boy. Lucas. Amanda Lucas, right there. Amanda Lucas, fighter. That's, that's took his last name. Amanda Lucas. Damn right. She's an American it. professional mixed martial arts fighter. How many fights? Okay, she's the. We'll find out about her career. Mixed martial arts career. After her husband brought her to a mixed martial arts event, Lucas took an interest in fighting, feeling so it, it would help her lose weight and overcome her childhood so bullying. So all reasons why you want to become childhood a bullying growing up as a fat wimpy kid. Okay, yep. so George Lucas's adopted daughter was bullied. That mm-hmm. tells you that anybody can fucking That's be right. bullied. What is up well, with that shit? My dad made Star Wars. Yeah, my dad made Star Wars. Just shut the whole yes. kid down. Like hey, you know how you like fuck. you know how you like Star yeah. Wars. You know how you had like one of the greatest experiences. Here? My dad made that. Yeah, would, your Star Wars backpack. That's from my dad. That's from right. my dad. Yeah, I would just hold my hand like this and start choking her. Earned from 10 feet away. She earned from a purple. Yeah, exactly. She earned a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's pretty legit. She pronounced jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. has his blue belt. That's right. She she also trained in boxing. Thai boxing, wrestling, and Muay Thai. Yeah, makes martial arts. Known as Powerhouse, Lucas was knocked out in the third round of her 2008 Pro MMA debut, but rebounded the following year with a unanimous decision victory to uh, even her record. Lucas faced Hikaru Hakaru Shinohara at Shinohara Deep 55. That's what they say when you come into a sushi restaurant. You gotta say it right, dude. That's right. <laughs> you just defended the guy who's doing the sound here. Well, he's actually—he's actually, uh, he's actually, he's actually Korean, so... and he could give a shit about Japanese people. Yeah, okay, that's right. He actually Jin. hates them. Chin. Yeah. So <laughs> she's pl- she's fought at like deep, Im- deep like fifty-five impact, deep fifty-six impact. Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's, that's like, all in Japan. That's all in Japan. Yeah, so she has fought yeah. all. Can I, see, those. can I get some visuals? But, on her? Yeah, can I see her? But uh, also, just, um, see, when your dad's. George Lucas, and he's the richest man in the world. She's yeah. five Great and one. Fucking... She's five and one. That's not a bad. That's not a bad five record, dude. Bad and, just... and she's attractive. She's kind of. She's kind of is like she's a big, girl, big strong girl. Yeah, all right. She's she's Rousey esque. I guess. She's you know Jar Jar Binks ish, I would she's say. She's a big gal. She looks like Jar Jar Binks. She sounds like Jar Jar Binks. She looks Binks-ish. like Jar Jar Binks. No, she doesn't. She does she's not actually, look like Jar Jar Binks. She's attractive. Yeah. More like, more like, Jar, a, more like a, Jar Jar Stinks. She, she looks like a fighter. She, yeah. looks like she a, does look like a, a fighter, girl. right? Yeah. Right? She looks like she mixed it up. Yep. Lean on some people. I love it. Good for her. So, but shout out to her. Maybe she can step up and say, Dad, can you please allow Darth Vader to throw out the first pitch at a game? But also, Dad, do I have to fight in Japan and train nonstop, or will you just give me some of that R two D two money for? That's guys? right. Maybe he flew her out there. You know what I mean? On a private Maybe. jet. Do you think that on the Millennium forced, Falcon? Do you think that she forced him to on the Millennium Falcon fly? That's out so there? interesting. For a lot of why, Japanese women. Why is she only fighting in uh, Japan? She's huge in Japan. But after one loss, she's gone four. She's gone five in a row. Her last fight was in two thousand twelve. I think she retired. She fought yeah. Yiga. And Yumiko Hoto. She fought Yuga. Oh, Yuga Hara. Hariai and Hukuru. Hikaru Shiohara. She walks Christian Bata. She walks down the streets of Tokyo, Japan, and she is, I would say, Superstar. As, as popular as an she's e- Tom Cruise. As an Ewok. She's Tom Cruise in Japan. <laughs> she is Tom That's Cruise. Why Especially she when it. she beat the the fighter with one name. Yuga! <laughs> she's Tom Cruise in Japan, and at five foot three, she is four inches taller. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the way we do that. Uh, all right, dudes, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Fucking love your podcast. 
Fighter you. and the Kid. Sign up for it. Rate it. Review it. Big you, Brown Report. We big, know it's the Big Brown Breakdown. Big Brown Report. Big Brown Report. The Big Brown Breakdown. I love the Big Brown Breakdown. If you want to know what's what's up in the world of fighting and also take a little detour out, just get into the world of Brendan Schaub. Get into the fine shoe wear of Brendan Schaub. Why not? And any dates dates where you guys might be performing live? Yeah, I'm in San Francisco on September 14th, Cobb's Comedy Club. Right on, dude. And I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach on the 22nd. On his own. Guess he's Look at him, dude. He's the king. He's the beast. Baby Bird has to fly, you fuck. Okay, when we Sorry. Cu- when we Speak, come back, Papa Bird's gonna be Papa. Bird. Where are you gonna be? Papa Bird, the old gray Papa Bird, fucking Kabu in in Del Mar at the the, com- the doing silent festival. comedy. And then I'm at and then I'm at comedy on state. September one of the best 21. clubs ever, it ever, is, right? ever. Yo, September 21, 22, 23. Oh, I can't it. wait. It's and then I'm at Helium Comedy Club in Philly, 28, 29. Love third. it, man. Dude, you're on the road. I T-Fat love it. T-Fat K. Yeah, I'm on the road. Go see him. I hope Philly treats you like Santa Claus and throws snowballs at you. <laughs> or batteries like or batteries. JD or. All right, when we come back, uh, special uh, phone call with Manny Pacquiao. That is the real Excuse deal. Me? All right, we'll talk to you guys uh, on the other side of the break. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, as promised, we're going to try and get Manny Pacquiao on the line. We have a different setup right now. It's going to be speakerphone into a microphone. I hope it works, but uh, we're going to get Manny on the line if possible. Here we go. Let's see if we can't get Manny the Pac-Man on the phone. I wonder if he watched the fight. Brendan, do you think he maybe watched it? Uh, he said he didn't. I'm sure he did. Yes, hello. Oh, Manny, Manny how, how are, are you? you? Can you hear us? It's the Sklar Brothers. Hey, hey, guys. What are you doing? Uh, what is we doing? We are hanging out with uh, our friends, uh, Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub, he covered the fight. I don't know if you saw the fight. That Did you ha- see the fight this that last happened weekend? this past weekend? The big pay-per-view? What? The fight. The fight, fight between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. I know Mag- I already fought him. I, I fought him uh, a while ago. You? Was, uh, I think it was a long time ago, but I already fought him. You already fought Mayweather, yeah. yeah no, we're not talking about when you fight. fought him. We're talking about the fight that actually happened this past week. Probably the biggest pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-view happened this past weekend. You didn't see it? This weekend? No, yeah. guys. I, uh, no. What were I, had you? My, I had so much to do this weekend. Okay. How come you guys didn't come over to the barbecues? Oh, no. We, we didn't. Did. I, do, I, I wasn't invited to your barbecues. That's Were there so multiple, there multiple barbecues? barbecues? Yes, we have uh, multiple barbecues all the time. Okay. But anyways, I was uh, working on my album this oh. weekend, guys. Oh, you have a new, new album. album. I remember when you did the love songs. That was really sweet. But what's the new album consist of? Oh, a whole bunch of uh, songs. <laughs> okay. All right, a whole bunch of songs. That's that's I one. Got, I got my new, my new single coming out. It's called um, uh, Love Punch. Love Punch. No, I've never heard that. Is that what? What is the gist of the song? Uh, by being punched by love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, there's a, a song on there called Stop Jabbing My Heart. Oh. Have you heard of that? So Stop it's boxing. It's, it's boxing. Stop jabbing my heart. Stop, Stop jabbing jab- my heart. <laughs> it's, it's a bo- boxing no, theme. No, guys. No, it's love songs. Oh, yeah. But it's boxing-themed <laughs> love songs. Is yeah. that what it is? No. 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 Because there's another song on there called Love TKO. <laughs> 
Yeah, but see that. That actually is a Teddy all... Pendergrass song. Is sound... that a cover of a Teddy yeah. Pendergrass song? That, that, that is also a it, boxing. It's a cover. How do you know that guy? Because we, we. Well, but that is, as Brian pointed out, that's another boxing themed TKO. Love it's a song. technical knockout. But I haven't even released it yet. How do you guys know? Well, because you're you throwing said? around boxing In terms, terms and, and using. What's the, the name of the album? What's the name of the album? Love songs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that actually may be too specific if we're really getting into it at this point. Uh, so you were recording <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. Love Are you song. on the cover of the album? Who, what's the cover art? What's that? What's the art on the cover of the album? Uh, big red silky shorts. And then it's just a, a love song. Big red silky shorts is in like boxing shorts? No, guys, it's a love song. Yeah, I know, but... But, but anyways, the... I was also I was also busy. How come you guys didn't go to the barbecues? Uh, we didn't go to the barbecues because we didn't even know that the barbecues were happening. I mean, I look, Brendan Schaub would have left Vegas to go to a Manny Pacquiao barbecue had he known. Now, he wasn't even included on the Evite. I mean, did you send an Evite or paperless post? No, I uh, sent it to the mail. Oh. But I don't have Brendan's uh, uh, address. Okay. Brandon, well, what's your address? Say it out loud. No, I don't no, know. We'll do it offline. We'll do it offline. But also, what, what kind of food is at this barbecue? I don't know if I would come. Yeah, you know? what kind of what food? What was the do? cuisine there, man? Oh, uh, we had a, a, a full roasted pig. Fully roasted pig. And then we had uh, uh, pork chops. Yeah. So lo- we had uh, pork adobo. Uh huh. So and we, we also had uh, pork ribs. Okay. Well, a lot, a lot of pork. pork. A lot of pork. And There's I don't pork. I don't eat pork. He doesn't eat, eat pork. pork. Brendan does not eat pork. So that he probably wouldn't. Well, snooze, you lose, Brendan. You snooze, you lose. Well, he's not really sleeping that on that. <laughs> That's Did not really. That he's not sleeping on it. So. Oh, okay. Well, he should go to the barbecue. Okay. I'll, okay. Get, I'll get his address. All right, okay. listen, Manny, Thank uh, you. again, your your name was mentioned a lot as they were talking about you through the fight. You were the last sort of big fight that uh, Floyd had. And, uh, you know, I, I hope... They also mentioned that uh, Conor McGregor landed more punches yeah, does than that you bother did. him? Does like that a bother higher you? percentage. He landed a higher percent of punches than you did. No, that's not true because I never fight him. You did not no, fight no, Conor no, McGregor. No, no. Conor McGregor landed, landed more, more punches on Floyd Mayweather than, than you did on Floyd Mayweather. Does that bother you? Oh. Oh, but anyways, I couldn't go to the fight because I was drafting my uh, fantasy football team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I okay. thought you had barbecues you and had you were doing your album. Cutting the album, doing the barbecues, drafting a fantasy, fantasy football, football team. Who did you draft for? Starting my, starting my pet food. I'm starting a new line of pet food. <laughs> what's that called? Oh. What's your pet what's food line? What's your pet food, pork? What's, what's oh, you're going to love this. It's called Dog Gone. <laughs> Dog gone. Dog gone. And is it just dog food, or is it for food for all uh, all kinds of animals? No, it's a it's a, a universus for every pet. You, did you say universus? <laughs> so I'm birds? sorry. Did you call it universus? So universal. No, so universal. there's meat. In, is there meat what in it? Is, is no, there, guys. What? Is, no universal. <laughs> is there pork in it? Yes. <laughs> but I don't know if you can feed a horse pork. Would you feed it to a pig, just out of curiosity, just to see if it was something about pot belly pigs? Not if, no, because you shouldn't have uh, pigs as pets. They're a dirty, <laughs> disgusting animal. Okay. That's a good point. All right. Thank you. Know, you for killing and eating. All right. All right. Uh, Manny, good luck to you. Uh, next time, invite us to the barbecue. You got to get us through it. And Brendan will come. He'll be there. I'll be there. He'll be have there. something besides you pork, I'll be shoot, there. You better shut up your address because I'm going to hang up. I'm not no, I'll get you we'll the address. We'll I'll text, text you the address. address. <laughs> okay, Manny, we'll talk to you, all right? 
Thanks, buddy. No, 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 no. Let me call him. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll tell your phone number and then I'll give. He's right. not going to shout out his phone, phone number, number in public. All right. This is not how it works. You shout out. No, no, no one's no, shouting no, no, anything out. Shouting I'll text out. it to you. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, I got to go address my fantasy team. So okay. Behave, okay? Okay, we are behave. <laughs> you behave. All right, yeah. bye. Manny Pacquiao. Pack- wow, wow man, man. Busy. A- busy, man. Busy guy. Really busy guy. You guys understand what it is to be busy, but so he couldn't know, take in the fight. He's he had so many He's such a mogul because he's got pet food. He's got, he can write the songs. Songs, barbecues. The line of pet food. TKO, I mean, love TKO. I, love I, feel, TKO. I feel like he still wants to fight, though, you know? Yeah, I don't to me, I feel like you couldn't. Maybe it was on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a little white noise. He's roasting the pig, but he's watching the fight. He's he's cutting an album, and in the back in the control room, it's like it's on a TV. He knows what's up. A lot of of the barbecues are not for for Muslims or Orthodox Jews. Right. Yeah, so. Too much pork. Or Cherokee Indian, we just found that out. (laughs) All right, guys, that's the show. I want to thank the guys from Fighter and the Kid again. Check them out. Uh, Just go to iTunes and download it, rate it, review it, and it'll be a new favorite podcast of yours. And uh, thanks, you guys. We'll see you in Tulsa next week and uh, we're out go punch waterfalls yep.